name is Denzel, and this is Real Nerd Hours. I'm here with... Chet, a.k.a. Bushido Brown. There was a slight chance that Bushido Brown himself here could not show up today. Yeah, there was uh, there was definitely a possibility of that, and um, I just happened to get everything done. Because that's how we roll around here. Get shit done, son. Uh. Good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yeah, no, it was That's, very convenient. I was kind of stress, stressing <laughs> a little. <laughs> I still have so much shit to do. I, I mean, s- I got a lot to, left to do, but none of it is like time sensitive now. Well, be, I can stay up late and do it. Well, if you're if you're at home wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about anime Los Angeles. Anime. How many years is this now? Oh, jeez. Like, like nine that the con's been going yeah uh i think this is the 11th year now 11th year yeah i think they were saying some big thing about last year being 10 years which you know good for them it's it's a hell of a con if if you're in the southern california area or close to it and you like anime conventions at all and you like to party i highly recommend it because it's a great party con I wouldn't uh, don't don't put it out there like that. Although, I know they would hate that. <laughs> they would. They really would. They wouldn't be pleased. We're not a party con, god damn it. No, we're legitimate. God. Uh, well, I don't care either way. I mean, okay, it's a it, good ass time to ha- hang out with good people. Yeah, and there actually are good um panels and content. Like there's there's good actual convention stuff to it. Like I've got a panel uh that we've been hosting for a bit uh you've got a panel i do that's a that's a fun panel yeah yeah both of them are they're both great i'm i heard that your panel is running at the same time as mine uh yeah because i i wanted to be i wanted to be on yours yeah and uh yeah my it just happened to run at the same time they do that at a lot of cons like any comedy related panel they just put them all concurrently that's so stupid. It is the dumbest thing. Why would they do that rather than just put them consecutively? Right. Like, just put them back to back and, then like, you have one room that effectively becomes the comedy room. Then you can have, you know, like, oh, meet these voice actors and here's how to style wigs in the other room. So it's like, hey, you've got anime stuff and comedy stuff. Yeah. In, in two separate, whatever. Yeah. Well, we're getting into behind baseball here. Yeah. Well, anyway, Chet... We've got voicemails. Let's hear some voicemails. Hey, what's up, Denzel? Uh, I was just uh, glad to hear that you enjoyed Watch Dog. I enjoyed it too. Good game. Uh, much better than the first Watch Dog. But uh, yeah, man, just telling you I enjoyed the show. Keep it up. Uh, by the way, man, I don't understand the obsession with retro games my generation has. I'm 35, man. I don't get it. We put these games a shit ton of kids. Let's move on. There's better stuff now. <laughs> but anyway, that's it, man. Peace. Thanks for the compliment, bud. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, I mean, I like retro games, but I also like new shit anyway. So it, I think as long as you're not fetishizing one or the other, I think you're fine. Not like a sexual fetish, right? I um, mean, that's I'm going to let you cook if it's a sexual thing. <laughs> but some, I, <laughs> some poor guys at home fucking imagining Mario beat him off with his butt cheeks. Yeah, but it's pixelated ass butt cheeks. <laughs> Getting sharp corners and shit. Jeez. Low poly titties. That's oh. all that does it for me. <laughs> low poly titties. I love low poly titties. Yeah. 
Uh, so at least in my opinion, I think it's all those kids who played Pop Warner, who got CTE and were bedridden for a little bit, yep. who played a bunch of the retro games and were like, oh man, I love these games. I fucking love these games. I played a lot of uh, Croc. Oh, that's a good game. No, it wasn't. No, oh, okay. It, it's a fun, like, just, it's a fun game. It doesn't really hold up. No, not at all. Because it had, like, it, it used tank controls, right? Yeah. Yeah, which sucks and... I, I'm if you're not familiar with that term, I hope you can imagine what it means. Um, it doesn't hold up very well, but it was definitely a fun game at the time because that was like early PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, it was good at the time, but I mean, any kid who didn't get dessert or whatever and got video games instead are loving retro games now and fetishizing them, imagining pixelated butt cheeks and mm. hot low poly count alligators eating their butts, <laughs> things like that. But I, I mean, I don't like. I don't see it. Like some of those games still hold up, like Super Mario World. Basically, yeah. most most Nintendo games hold up really well. Yeah, I mean, what really distinguishes good games that retro games that are still good is tight control, and Nintendo did a really good job of that. Like very few Nintendo games had like what you would call floaty controls or anything. Like no, it was responsive. It was solid, and that. Yeah, it's still good. They're still good games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What up? All right, so here's my line. Works 90% of the time. Um, the end game is to be like a charming, nerdy kind of guy. So here's your line. Hey, are you two pints? Because you're one QT. God damn it. Now, it's so bad, but it's also so good that the response you usually get is, Ah ha ha! That is terrible. Or ah ha ha! That is one of the best ones I've ever heard. I'm, it works pretty well. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that. I don't know if that in 2017 girls are still responsive to pickup lines, but I'm gonna hope that somebody's still receptive to it because I've got nothing else. And you got nothing to lose at that. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. That. That one's. I can't, I can't tell if I like it or not. Well. <laughs> Doesn't matter because you've got a girlfriend. <laughs> well, hi there, Chet and Denzel. This is Willard TK. I'll leave y'all another voicemail. Y'all can use this one at a later time if you want. Is this a later time? But here, I am to ask you, uh, what y'all think the top diss on Game of Thrones is? Now, I'm here to tell you, motherfuckers. I'm here to tell you, as an aspiring country music artist, I'm here to tell you that I think the number one death should be Sean Bain when he got his head fucking chopped off. No spoilers. <laughs> it's no Sean spoilers. Bain, you know he's dumb. Y'all need to tell this <laughs> before you air it. And when Sean Bain got his motherfucking head chopped right off, that was fucking... That, that, that was almost as no spoilers. Uh, I don't... Traumatizing. Traumatizing. That's the word I'm looking for. Traumatizing is when that poor old boy, Glenn <laughs> Ray, got his head bashed in by that good old boy, Negan. Negan. All he wanted to do was just uh, to swing his barbed wire rat baseball bat a few good times. I, I guess that red-haired fella, Abraham, wasn't good enough for him, so he, he went ahead and swung that motherfucker again and just bashed in Glenn's head. And it was quite disgusting. As you will recall, Megan said, 
That's disgusting. When when Glenn's eyeball is popping out, it's that fucking disgusting. Head. Very disgusting. It's repugnant. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> name off. Goddamn. Top six deaths on Game of Thrones. I like that. It's top six, not top five, top ten, not just top. It's six specifically. I think that might be because there are six seasons so far. Ah, uh, clever. Maybe one per season. I don't know. Yeah. Well. I've only seen about two episodes of Game of Thrones, so I'm going to give uh, my two top deaths. Uh, first episode, dude's fucking his sister, pushes kid out the window. That's that's number two. Uh, number one, uh, there was the episode, I think it was one of the season finales, uh, where the king just commits suicide, just out in the hall after a bunch of shit goes down. Like, he, he just jumps out the window very casually. That's number one. All right, that's that's my two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that one, that was at the end of season six, I think. Okay. Um, that was the third kid of Cersei Lannister. Uh, she was read a prophecy where all three of her kids would die. Uh-huh. Uh, and her daughter and King Joffrey die. And I don't remember the other son's name, but he became king. Uh, his mother killed his queen mm-hmm. and he was just like, oh shit, the church is gone too. And he just... Walks we right out. out of the window. We out. That's not even in my top five. Damn. It oh, is action. number six, though. Oh, all right. Yeah, so uh, number six is that. Number five is Arya killing that other assassin that was chasing her around. That yeah. one was cool. Cool. Uh, number number four <laughs> is, uh, let's say, Ned Stark getting his head cut off. Why not? That was fucked up. Number three... The Red Viper getting his head fucking mm, smashed in. Eyeballs displaced. Yeah, that was fucked up. Uh, yeah, I did I actually it. watch that scene. That was a cool fight. You really yeah. think he's going to win for a bit, and then it's like, no. He got fucking cocky. And that's <laughs> he got what, cocky. You know, I was just like, dog, you should have just cut dude's head off. You had the chance, man. Yeah, he did. He really fucking did. Number two, The Red Wedding where Joffrey's eyes bleed out of his head or some shit like that. Cool. I don't I don't exactly recall how he dies, but it was I think I enjoyed it at the time. It was brutal and satisfying. Number 1 is Ramsay Bolton getting eaten by his own dogs. Shit. That that was some other shit. That was next level right there. That sounds fucking metal. I fucking like that. Yeah. I like that shit a lot. <laughs> and that makes me sound fucked up, but whatever. Shout out to Django Unchained. And shout out to Django. <laughs> hey guys, I'm just catching up on all the the episodes. I just started listening. Love what you guys are doing. Um, but I gotta talk to Chet because we need to get him onto some Texas rap because I think there's an oh. overabundance of great rappers from Texas. And uh I'm not even on some on some like regional bias shit because I'm from Connecticut. But okay. um Lots of great rappers from Texas, and they're the only ones that could make that pseudo-fast rap thing they do, where they put too many syllables into a sentence. Like, like Mike, uh, Paul Wall and Chameleonaire do it the most. Like, Chameleonaire, I mean, Paul Wall has that line where he's like, he's like, hoes that diss me in the clubs, the same girls in the pocket not bopping. You know what I'm talking about? So, like, just dope okay. rappers from Texas. And, and, and Chameleonaire, you got to listen to that, the original version of Still Tippin'. Where they have Chameleonaire instead of Paul Wall, that beat will make you feel like Goldie Mac, and I think, in my opinion, it's a better song. But if nothing else, do yourself a favor and listen to uh, to UGK 
uh, the Underground Kings album from 2007. It's one of the best albums ever made. And then once you're done with that, listen to uh, Ryan Dirty, another one of the best albums ever made. UGK, if nothing else, listen to UGK. But I'm with you on one thing. Mike Jones ain't shit. Um, and that's why he's out here looking like an HIV patient and doing uh, um, commercials Who? for attorneys. You should look that shit up. It's hilarious. Oh, um, but great job, guys. Keep up the good work. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I'm listening. And uh, I'm glad Godhand got a mention, by the way, because that's my favorite PS2 game of all time. I will all right, brother. off about Please. that game. Love Godhand. Here we go. So, okay. Thank you for, for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, I've got a mission for you. Now, since you are a fan of the Houston or the Texas rap scene, make a playlist. Just take the top, I don't know, 20, 30, however many you think is appropriate. Just put it on like a Spotify playlist. If you don't have that, do it on a YouTube playlist. Just do something and tweet it at either of us or both. Tweet it at the show, whatever. Send that out there and get your music out there. If you believe in these people, support them. I'll listen to that playlist. There you go. <laughs> is, is what I'm, I'm getting at. Uh, it's the I, bottom line here. That's the bottom line because Denzel says so. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hi. I was looking for Denzel. Denzel, this is Joey down at the office. Um, I just need you to uh, do that thing where you make my CD tray into a cup holder. Uh, also kind of reformatted my hard drive. Uh, get back to me when you can. I like how he got the mispronunciation of my name in there as well. Do people ever call you Denzel? They do a lot. That is, oh my god. <laughs> and it's like, yo, I've introduced myself to you multiple times. I've said my name is Denzel. It's got two syllables. It's E L, not L E. That's absurd. okay. Have you it's never heard Denzel. of Denzel Washington? At least I, I know they don't call him Denzel Washington. That's what I'm saying. Nobody calls him <laughs> Denzel Washington. No one. Oh, Denzel man. is a better name than Denzel. Agreed. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> so you gonna you gonna do the cup holder thing for him? You gonna get no. on that? That's blasphemy. All right. Fucking putting <laughs> drinks near your computer. Fuck out of here. Extra fuck out of here. If it doesn't have a lid on it, you don't take it near your computer. Uh, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of open coffee cups on our desks. You swat one of those over, spill underneath the computer, hopefully, if the computer's on the desk. Yeah. Or it'll spill into the computer if it's on the floor. And then you got some real problems. Yeah. Fucking idiots. <laughs> That's why you don't do that shit. At my old job, people spilled things and just never bothered to clean them up. Oh, what? So when we were moving out of the building, I would lift up a computer and it's just got a pool of something underneath mm. it. And it's like solidified and sticky at this mm. point. It was fucking disgusting. That's gross. That's why, that's why you don't bring things near your computers. And there was also a really bad ant problem because well, people, yeah, people spill shit and leave it there. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, they were eating at their desks, and there was like a an area between desks. So some people were throwing food wrappers in between the desks and shit. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. And so they had really bad ants over there. It was fucking ridiculous. So in keeping with the anime theme of this episode, what we're gonna do 
is we're going to list off some anime you should check out. I need to preface this by saying anime sucks <laughs> and it's not good, but there are good things in anime. You take that back. I mean, look, <laughs> my whole thing is if you take the work of film as a whole mm -hmm. and you add every film that's ever been made or every movie that's ever been made, including those lifetime made for TV movies, those straight to DVD movies, <sighs> those knockoffs from Russia or whatever. Oh, those are great. If you take all of those and you compile it, you look at it and you say, okay, so film sucks. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at everything and like the percentage of stuff that's actually like passable, yeah, it's it's a pretty depressing figure. But when you are only watching good stuff, then no, it is it is enjoyable. And that, that kind of goes with any form of media. Exactly. So, I mean, I can say unequivocally, anime sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, you can fight me if you want. I mean, I have no... I have no loyalty to anime. The first thing that I would recommend anybody check out is the Cowboy Bebop movie. Uh-huh, okay. That's really fucking good. It's really well animated. The series is good as well. Mm -hmm. It's a sci-fi space noir type thing. Mm -hmm. And it's about bounty hunters in space. Very minimal fan service. In fact, one character only devoted to fan service. And she's <laughs> yeah. not even in the whole series. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like a... It's heaven. It's, it's a very well-rounded series and what i one thing that's really nice about cowboy bebop as a series especially for beginners is that it does take some weird turns and it introduces some stuff that you might be a little bit put off by but because it's such a solid series you're pretty much going to stick with it anyway and that kind of <laughs> It kind of works as a gateway drug, so you have a tolerance for some of the other weird shit that goes on in anime, and you're like, oh, well, Cowboy Bebop already did this. I'm used to this now. I'm desensitized. Yeah. Anime as a whole is just kind of weird. Yeah. There are a lot of shows that if it were an American show, some of these things wouldn't happen. No way. Like, if you're watching Evangelion, well. <laughs> and it's kind of a dour, serious show, but out of fucking nowhere, there's a penguin that's yeah. basically a human that doesn't speak in the show. And it doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for that fucking penguin totally to exist. Out of nowhere. But it's just there. And that's what anime is kind of like. Yeah. One of my talk recommendations is a recent series, One Punch Man. Because One Punch Man is my shit. It's a bit of a parody on superhero media. And it's basically a, about a normal guy who wants to become a superhero, so he trains his ass off and ends up becoming way too strong. And now he can't find a challenge, and now he's bored. Think of it like Superman, who doesn't actually have a weakness because he doesn't give a shit. Where the conflict comes in is that he also doesn't give a shit and often ends up late to things because he just doesn't know and does not care to find out. It is a pretty violent series, especially in the first episode. So I, I have shown that to one of my friends and she was pretty <laughs> she was disgusted so uh if you if you can't handle any gore at all don't watch it it's really not that violent but i'll at least put that disclaimer there another series that i would recommend piggybacking off of that is by the same guy who did one punch man mm. and it's called mob psycho 100 yes very good that series. show's fucking tight yeah that show whew, goddamn it's not 
like a satire or anything. It's just kind of a normal story, and that's where it kind of is a little bit lower on the scale to me than than One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. But it's still very good. The animation and kind of the trippy effects that they do in some of the, the scenes is really fucking yeah, A+. They, they do a lot of stuff that you would not consider traditional animation, or at least today by today's standard traditional animation like there's um some stop motion marker that's used at, at certain scenes to like really accentuate how trippy the stuff is going on it's, it's really cool I, I highly recommend it second best animation on country roll <laughs> <laughs> so another series that i recommend is another superhero one it's another recent one as well but it's called uh my Hero Academia or Boku no Hero Academia. It's basically Harry Potter, but superheroes instead of wizards, if you really want to boil it down. Um, it's it's a cool world building and every character is very cool. Even the ones that you think you hate, you're going to love. You're going to love. Now, I actually recommend uh, the manga for this one as well. Um, it goes much farther. The, the anime only has one season as of now, and it gets really good. It's really good. God damn it, I love that anime. One of my favorite things about that, whereas One Punch Man is a satirical take on superheroes, mm-hmm. this is a more grounded take in superheroes. And yeah. it takes all the tropes and kind of does them just really fucking well. Yeah, it takes a lot of cues from Silver Age comics and, you know, like the spandex and capes sort of era of comic books and superheroes, but it puts them all into a single world. Effectively, everyone has superpowers, so it, it it's a modern society that's shaped by everyone having superpowers. It's really cool. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. Something else that I would recommend is the Ghost in the Shell movie and mm-hmm. standalone complex mm-hmm. that follows that. The movie came out in 1995, and I'm not sure when the series came out. Uh, standalone say, was like oh seven, something like that. Oh seven, something like that. It may have been earlier. Okay, like somewhere between oh five and oh seven, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so I think that Ghost in the Shell, the movie is one of the best anime movies that I've ever seen. There's a lot of good anime movies out there. And part of the reason for that is because I'm a huge sci-fi guy. Yeah. 110%. I fucking love (laughs) sci-fi. Science fiction, everything. Yeah. Whether it's cyberpunk, near future, far future, whatever. And not only is the voice acting good in the English dub, Mm -hmm. uh, everything we've mentioned so far has good English dubs. Yeah, actually. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's part That's part of it because those production companies can't afford to hire good voice actors. Right, and they put the effort into it. Exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to that. But it's about a special ops group of the government mm-hmm. that has to solve a crime, of course. Yeah, and that's what you do. Yeah, exactly. They're all, except for one guy, partially cybernetic, and the major... Motoko Kusanagi is fully cybernetic. It's fucking cool. It's a cool ass show. Yeah, I that's that is a a movie that I recommend highly. Uh, they're they're making a live action film of that starring Scarlett Johansson, and people are fucking furious about it. But uh, it, 
what I've seen thus far in the trailers, it looks like they're putting an effort to make it very true to the to the original. So we'll see how that goes. But in regardless of how good or bad that movie turns out, check out the original. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I noticed in the trailer, and if you decide to watch Standalone Complex, is I believe it's the first few episodes of the of Standalone Complex where they have the androids fucking freaking out and killing people. Yeah. That's from the show and not the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they're probably going to combine maybe the Laughing Man story and some of the elements from the movie into one thing. And, I mean, it looks okay. It's not going to be perfect, but... We'll see. So taking a complete turn from uh, what we've been talking about thus far, um, one that is a very fun series, and not for children, but, hey, if you like boobs, uh, Golden Boy. Golden Boy is an extremely silly and uh, pretty raunchy anime. It's about this kid. He's um, he's a college senior, and he just got tired of, of going to college, so he just leaves to find himself. But he's a hot shot at just about everything, and he ends up just going around impressing all these women. And the the premise is pretty stupid, but just check it out. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it's hilarious. Uh, it's pretty old. I don't remember when it was made, but it it definitely shows some age. Check it out. English, Japanese, they're both ridiculous and stupid as fuck. I've never seen that. Check it out. I can't. I I, I might. I might. You've probably Turn seen it on tonight. You've probably seen clips from it. Um. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Another one that I'll recommend is Princess Mononoke. Mm-hmm. That basically the entire Hayao Miyazaki catalog. Yeah. If you if you watch any of that, you won't go wrong. But one of my favorites is Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Because it's ridiculously violent, <laughs> and the story the story's okay. This like the story doesn't really make that big of a difference. The animation yeah. is good. Yeah. The acting is good. Yeah. And it's 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 nice fantasy. If mm-hmm. you're sick of watching things like Game of Thrones where it's really just sex and people dying. Yeah. And the story the story's all over the place. It's like some kid is telling you a story where the way that it fucking <laughs> bounces all over the place. Yeah, this has one coherent story and it's fantasy and there's a giant wolf. So Yeah. There's, there's a few giant animals, in fact. Yes. Some of them talk, some don't. Precisely. Yeah. So another one that uh, you may have heard of being thrown around is Gurren Lagann. Tengen Topa Gurren Lagann. It's another sort of sci-fi-ish story. Uh, there's There are giant mechs involved and there eventually is some space travel. It's really over-the-top action series and the characters are all super cool good emotional plot points and it was popular for a reason the animation's super cool it, it just it, i i don't want to talk too much about it because the more i explain the dumber it sounds <laughs> 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 but it, it's really over the top and like super masculine just give it a shot 
I wasn't a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but it definitely wouldn't be on my top ten. Did you watch all of it? I watched every single bit of it. See, that's interesting. I feel like most people who make it at least past the halfway point of the second season, they're just they're hooked on it. I liked I liked after they built the city. Yeah, like okay. I liked that portion, uh-huh. but going through the first part of it was kind of a slog for me. Yeah. Well, I, I guess let this be a disclaimer. The pacing is kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was talking about how over the top it is. But no, there are definitely stretches of slow movement for quite a bit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to remember the over the top moments. Certainly. Yeah. You certainly will. To um, One thing that I would definitely recommend, I think it's by the same person who did Tengen Tapa. Is Kill the Kill. Yeah, I think it's the same. It's the same animation studio for sure. Okay, for sure. That one, that one is, f- you want to talk about over the <laughs> over top. The top yeah. That one is over the fucking top. It's about people in high school fighting over clothes, essentially. <laughs> but it's like super powered clothes. Yeah. That was next level shit. It's, yeah, that one, take all of the over the top moments of Gurren Lagan and put that in every episode. Yeah, yeah. It's I liked the show a lot. It was I didn't watch it when it initially came out. Yeah, neither did I. And I didn't think too much of the hype when I was hearing about it. Yeah. But watching it, it's it was worth the hype. It's it holds up. It's good. It's yeah. very good. And what's convenient now is that you can just watch it and it's back to back. Like because it's got such a breakneck pace. You don't feel like you just watched this whole series in six hours. Yeah. It it goes quickly. It does. It goes very quickly. (laughs) You don't get a chance to stop. Not at all. A series that I really like, and I can understand if you don't like it. It's really not for everyone, especially because it has aged. It was made in the 80s. It's called Fist of the North Star. It's one of the manliest things you'll ever see in your goddamn life. <laughs> I've never watched it. I've never watched the whole thing. There's a lot. It's a pretty long series. Um, it took me a bit to get through. I read the manga mostly because I was going through it while I was in college. And when classes were boring, I could just pull up this webpage and start reading through it. But it's a cool series. The premise of it is like super-powered Mad Max. It was very largely inspired by Mad Max, in fact. There's a lot of newer media for it. So if you don't want to see the original series, which really has not aged that well, I will say that as someone who loves the series, check out some of the newer media. There's some some OVAs, some like shorter movies, and some spinoffs made by it, or made for it. If you like those, then maybe check out the old one. It's got exploding heads, exploding hearts, exploding bodies, people killing each other with their bare hands. You know, the usual stuff. <laughs> don't watch the live action remake. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> that one. I've, I've seen it. It was fucking awful. I never actually it watched so that. Bad. It was so bad. It was on Netflix, I think. Oh, really? Or maybe Amazon Prime. One of those. Yeah, it was on one of those. It was fucking terrible. No. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of... Because it's like such a beloved series and like no one wants to take the time to reanimate the whole thing, there's a lot of spinoffs and like side projects with it. Some of them are good. 
Some of them are bad. I wouldn't do anything live action with that. I, no, don't. Just watch Mad Max. Well, Ricky O was very good live action. That is another story entirely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. If you like Ricky O, you'll probably be down with Fist in the North Star. Not the live action one, though. Not the live action. <laughs> My next recommendation is the Escaflone movie. Well, that's a cool one. That one, if you want to watch fantasy mech movie, that one's cool. The opening sequence is one of the best things I've ever seen animated. Where he he basically jumps from one airship onto another one. And then he goes through and he kills everybody on board. Cool. And he steals the mech. That, ooh, buddy. Guess I gotta go watch that. Ooh, boy. I, that I, was some tight shit. That was good as fuck. Just watch the opening and stop. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. I mean, that it peaked. It started the show with a showstopper. Damn, don't do that. Yeah, but I mean, I enjoyed the movie. Cool. But that sequence in itself was worth it for that, for the entire movie. Escalfone was was that clamp? Uh, I believe so. I think it is. Um, I've noticed that clamp series especially ones that were meant to appeal more to men or like more gender neutral clamp usually makes stuff for women and it kind of sucks but the stuff that they have that's more gender neutral the series tend to go very slowly but when they make movies out of them they're much better yeah x was another example of that the movie was pretty cool the series kind of dragged on i think we've done enough okay all right all <laughs> unless right. you have one that you like been saving no, not saving, but I, I do. I could rattle off 10 more, but I'll give you one fully coolly. Oh. If you want to talk about weird-ass shows, it's more of a slice-of-life thing. It's kind of sci-fi oriented, but it's about an alien that meets a boy and the things that they do. It's only six episodes, so yeah. you can finish it fairly quickly. I think it's one of the best series about growing up that i've ever seen it was an excellent coming of age tale yeah it was it was fantastic it still warms my heart to this day and that was that was a show that aired on adult swim when we were adolescent yeah and if you go back and rewatch it now you have a different perspective on it and you kind of understand more of like the adults uh motivations and how this really shapes like this kid growing up and what his motivations are that's it it's it's good it's good check it out yeah i i 110 percent recommend it <laughs> that's nikki's favorite anime oh never mind i don't like it anymore <laughs> <laughs> sure it's one of hers out <laughs> to backtrack to what we were talking about earlier there's a big war in the anime community about dubs <laughs> versus subs yes my stance is and or to clarify Dubbing is when they dub over the Japanese voices with English voices right. or whatever voice of your region. Right. And subs are the original Japanese voices with subtitles. Right. And my stance has always been, always and forever been, if it's going to be subtitled, I'm just going to read the manga. Yeah, that's fair. The part of the reason why I watch it is because it's a visual medium. Mm-hmm. I want to see how the show's directed. I want to watch the animation that's going on. I want to I want to see what's going on on the screen. Mm-hmm. And if it's running with subtitles, I and I don't understand what they're saying, 
there's no point in me even watching it because I'm just snapping up and down. And granted, yeah, you get used to it, or if you've been watching it for long enough, you're you're used to what you're seeing. Yeah. But the voice acting in American shows, at least the shows that I've watched, hasn't ever bothered me to the point where I can't watch it. There have been some dubs that were distracting. <laughs> I can't really rattle off any off the top of my head. I really don't watch a lot of dubs. I also don't really watch a lot of anime in the first place, so bleh. I'm kind of neutral on the sub versus dub war. If it's got a good dub, I'll watch it dubbed. I don't really have any loyalty toward the the original Japanese voices, but some of them are just clearly better. And if that's the case, then yeah, I'll just watch it dubbed. I don't or subbed, I don't care. I've read enough subtitles in my life that I have no problem with it on the other hand there are some series that i can't watch subbed like stuff that you grew up with watching in english does not work well going back oh yeah like dragon ball z dragon ball is the most famous one because they never got a new voice actor for goku when he became an adult in japan so that's kid goku's voice actor (sighs) that's terrible doing kid goku's voice for adult Goku. That's fucking awful. It's, it's screeching. This horrible screeching voice. And that's the only one, too. Most of the other voices are fine. But specifically, the main character sounds like a child screaming at you. It's horrible. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> that, sh- that show doesn't hold up either. Dragon Ball does, but not Dragon Ball Z. No, especially... They did um, Dragon Ball Kai on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. a few years back. That's much better because it's a condensed version. Like, they skip a lot of the bullshit stuff that they do. But going back and watch, though, as it aired, ugh. Fucking horrible six or seven filler episodes in the middle of a season. Oh, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? And they they spend so much time just talking and powering up and repeat animation. It, I mean, it was cool at the time, I guess, but it, it just doesn't hold up. No, no, it doesn't. Which was part of why I loved uh, Yu Hakusho. Oh, that one was fucking great. Yeah, that's, that's what a fan fucking tastic show. That's another one that I recommend. If you liked Dragon Ball Z growing up and you haven't watched Yu Hakusho, go watch it. Yes, like, yes, just, yes, yes. Superior Dragon Ball. It is. I agree. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> So, Chet, I've heard you've got other news for us. Yeah, I got something on my mind. So, if you haven't uh, been introduced yet, I'm Chet. I'm Bushido Brown. I play a lot of fighting games. Now, the largest fighting game tournament in the goddamn world is Evo. Takes place in Las Vegas every year. The Evolution Championship Series world championship so yeah at evo they run anywhere between six to eight games i think in recent years and uh it's it's always a big deal when they announce what the game lineup is going to be because you know they're always going to have whatever current street fighter is going to be because that's always the biggest game um and in recent years smash brothers has also been um both smash 4 the new one and smash bros melee have also been topping the charts of entrance. And then from there, it's a bunch of other games that may be of varying levels of popularity. In past years, they've had Killer Instinct, 
whatever Tekken is out at the time. They've had Injustice, Mortal Kombat, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. This tournament's been going on for a while, and every year it's just growing and growing. Last year was so large that they moved the finals to the Mandalay Bay Sports Arena. It was huge. It was, it was fucking amazing. It was even broadcast on ESPN. Yes. Street Fighter V finals were broadcast on ESPN, and a lot of uh, sports heads were really upset about that. Like, I mean, look, I'd be upset too, because if I'm watching ESPN, which is the reason why my cable bill is high, <laughs> I can I don't want to see that on ESPN. I want to it's see ESPN it on- too. Yeah, uh, that's another reason why the fucking cable bill is high. <laughs> Shit, especially oh, it's better than poker though. I can fucking assure you of that. See, that's that's what my argument was. Was like it's not like they've never shown not sports on ESPN. They show poker. They show cheerleading competitions. They've showed billiards. They've shown bowling. Yeah, different shit's important to different people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But mm. not bowling. That's important to nobody. I have a friend who bowled a 300. He has a ring. Where did he... What? That's so sick. It is pretty fucking cool, That's actually. so sick. <laughs> they make a big deal of it if you bowl a perfect 300. And he did it. And yeah, he's got his ring. Well, anyway. So, yeah, back to Evo. Uh, they did their announcement of the lineup yesterday. And I forget what the exact lineup is. But some notable games that were missing from the official lineup. Include Killer Instinct, Pokémon, the Pokemon tournament, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Skullgirls. I want to say Blaze Blue was also one of the games not in the running. And a few others, a few kind of like random picks. They they had um ARMS, the game, the fighting game announced for the Switch, and Windjammers. And I feel like I'm missing another one or two, but they they put all of those games that I just listed off into a sort of bidding war and they set up a separate generous.com which is like a subset of indiegogo they set up a separate fundraising campaign for each of these games and they said whatever one of these games wins the highest bidder makes it into the final slot of evo now i think it's a clever idea i think that that was a very a very clever way of getting people to to put their money where their mouth is. Literally, you gotta throw down some cash if you want to see your game at Evo. Yeah, but I think it's at least in my mind, it's a little bit different because you're asking people to come out of pocket x amount of money to go to Evo anyway. Yeah, and then on top of that, you're gonna bill them to get their game in the tournament. Yeah. That's fucked. And I'm pretty sure that I know all of the the goals have been met for the games because they set the the fundraising goal at like $100. So whatever it is, you're paying this. Like you don't throw down $500 for your game and if it doesn't get in, you get that back. No, you're paying this money. That's even worse. Oh, it's a lot worse. That's even worse. Before you grab your pitchforks, 100% 100% of these proceeds are going to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I don't care. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that makes it right. I will say it makes it better. Because if that money was going to Mr. Wizard's pockets, I would be boycotting Evo. Because <laughs> <laughs> my game is Marvel 3. 
I got to pay to get my game in. I mean, I, I might, I might not. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I don't know, man. I don't think that's worth it. That doesn't sound worth it to me. I, it's an interesting concept to me. If it was, if currently Marvel's in the lead, I think if that was being threatened, I might have to pull out my wallet. I want my game. I don't want to see Pokken there. That's in second place right now. I don't want to see Pokken. I want to see Marvel. Where the fuck is Marvel? Don't fuck with my game. Is it even going to make it to main stage? I don't think so. It's, so it's just going to be side tournaments. So you're bidding for side tournaments. I fucking sucks. It's, they're going to put you in a fucking hotel room. It's going to be just <laughs> fucking money matches. Well, you know, I'm actually, that's actually one of my favorite things to do, so I ain't even mad about that. But <laughs> that's, I think it's a load of horseshit. As far as it being a smart move or not a smart move, it doesn't really matter. Sure. It's, I think it's fucking disgusting. I will say I'm pretty pissed off because this event has been increasingly become a money grab. Not necessarily like, that's not really saying anything against the organizers itself, but it's getting increasingly more expensive just every year. And with last year moving to the Mandalay Bay Sports Arena, there was a separate ticket to be purchased for finals just to see it. It used to be that you could just walk in and sit down and watch finals. Then it got too big for that, so you had to buy a spectator pass. Okay, well then you had, but if you were a competitor, you were guaranteed a spot in finals. Well, then that started filling up. So now you had to buy a premium pass if you wanted to see finals, and that's for spectators or competitors. What the fuck? So you had to pay to get in if you were a competitor? Yeah. I mean, outside of buying the normal badge? Yeah. That's fucked. It was only like $10 extra, but it was still like, I felt slighted as a competitor because I'm like, Doc, I gave you my money. Like, I know I'm not making top eight. I'm not that good. Yeah. You know, it's a, it, it became, and people were joking about this on Twitter, specifically like top players, people who had a shot at top eight were like, yo, I don't have a premium pass. The only way I'm making top eight is if I make top eight. <laughs> That's fucking wild. It was pretty strange. But now it's a separate ticket. So now it's another story entirely. Uh, so you can buy the normal badge at the same price as the competitor badge? Uh, I think a spectator badge is still cheaper than a competitor pass. I think it's like, I don't know, $20 for just getting in. And then it's like $10 per game you enter. So I think if you're a spectator, it's just $20 for the badge. Which, by the way, if you're listening in kind of not interested in going anymore there is stuff to do as a spectator aside from just watching now they have vendors and exhibits and you can play game demos things like that now it's you know become more of a convention than just a tournament so i'll say at least there's there's some value there plus it's really cool to watch if you're into this at all so my whole thing is one i'm super cynical yeah and two (laughs) the whole donating money to make a wish like that's cool and all but i'm i don't have the fucking blinders on out here i'm fucking woke son i'm fucking woke <laughs> you know what that what they're doing with that they're attempting to regain some of their goodwill from what happened last year where they had it split in two different hotels yeah as well as the badge situation yeah what they're doing with the make a wish shit is hey we're trying to establish goodwill with a new people who are just coming in because it'll probably be on espn again yeah i think and so and 
they're trying to bring more attention to them. Yeah. So they're going to have Mike Ross or whatever, as soon as they hit ESPN, talk about what games were donated to yeah. for Make-A-Wish or whatever. And they're trying to bolster their image in the eyes of the public. I, I definitely think that this is a um, a play at some free advertising through Goodwill. Um, I mean, we, we've talked about how successful AGDQ is, and that is a massive fundraising. I don't expect this to, to niche reach nearly that level no not at all but they're already at probably thirty thousand, and they announced this yesterday like it, i mean it's when definitely it, when do they stop taking donations two weeks before the show yeah two weeks after it started so it's, oh, it's okay. two week campaign for each of these i think I, I could be totally wrong i expect the numbers to get pretty high nothing to the realm of two million but they're going to be able to say yo this event helped raise $60,000 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Isn't yeah. that great? And they get to say that on national television and people are and people are going to see that and the Make-A-Wish Foundation is going to see that and just, there's going to be a lot of people who who notice that and will hear about Evo for the first time through that good through that goodwill. I think what also as a side note, I don't know if all charities work like this, but there are a handful of charities out there that once you give them some money, they will pay you some of that money back. Interesting. So the way that it works, I think, is they classify you as a volunteer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they have an X amount that they can spend on volunteers. So once they get the money, they give you a check saying, thank you for your help. But that's not like a bad thing. No, like, yeah. it's, it's cool for charities to do that. But... They also, some of that money may or may not be going back to Evo. Ooh, I, I can't say that unequivocally. You would have to wait until the tax documents come out next right. year to take a look. Yeah, and I'm even if that were the case, I'm, I'm still not going to say that's strictly a bad thing. You know, it's an event that I love. So f- to help fund that, I don't really have a problem with it. But you may want to do some research if you're thinking about donating. Yeah, if you do have a if you do have an issue with the uh, the, the give back, I also know that um, donations are tax write offs. Yep. So I don't know how that actually would apply. Um, but if you're if, a if, fucking real OG, you don't put them on your taxes because you're not out to get thank yous for your fucking donations. Yeah, that's that's real shit. Just nah, I didn't donate nothing. Yeah, keep the money. It's just, I mean. Why do why do a good deed if you're looking for credit? Yeah, I never really understood that. I mean, it's convenient, I guess. You're give, I guess what's nice about it is that it's a way to reward people who are doing good. Well, not just that, but I'm also saying that it's like, say you want to fund the United Negro College Fund, and you like them more than the government, which is valid. <laughs> you like these people more than the government, so... You give $10,000 to the UNCF, the government says, hey, that was real nice of you. Here's, I don't, I have no idea what the return rate on donations is. I've never claimed none. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, here's a check back. Thanks for, for helping us out so we don't have to fund these guys. Okay. I think there's good. a bit of that. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see when it comes up. <laughs> yeah. We're Mr. Wizard's tax documents. Yeah, show us, Mr. Wizard. Fucking A. Fucking scumbag.
Fighting games aside, Chet, are you looking forward to doing anything this weekend at the convention? Uh, aside from panels, I don't really have any specific plans. Um, I'm looking forward to getting drunk. Um, I do have some cosplay plans, none of which are to be taken seriously. What are your cosplays? So the first one I'm doing is Professor Kikui from Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, except I'm doing a Team Skull variant. So it's like, take the design of Guzma and cross that with Professor Kikui. And that's what I'm doing. Original character, please don't steal. <laughs> uh, I'm also doing Ryo from Shokugeki no Soma. Uh, Food Wars for you normies out there. Yeah, that's me. That's me all day. The costume I'm looking forward to the most, you may have seen a uh, certain normie meme, popular meme these days, the best one of 2017 of a Turkish man who spreads salt on everything. Oh, geez. <laughs> salt, salt main. Salt bay. Salt bay. Yeah, we out here. I'm going to be sprinkling salt on things all day. <laughs> I hope you got the pink Himalayan salt. No, nah, he uses just regular ass, like he uses coarse ground salt. So I got some sea salt for it. I'm going to keep it in a crown royal bag. Jesus. <laughs> going to fucking drink a bunch of crown royale, sprinkle salt. Hell yeah. I'm expecting it to get yelled at by hotel staff at some point or another. Like, dog, clean up all this salt. I'm like, uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> Expect them to crack down heavily. Heavily. Last year was some other shit, dog. I heard. Did you go last year? Yeah. Or were you in a different hotel? Well, I was there at the Radisson party. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there when it got super late. I wasn't there when it got dumb. But I was there at the beginning when things were popping, but not let's call the police on this shit. Um, but with all that said, with all the let's call the police I heard from a reliable source that the hotel is actually kind of down. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, So for those of you at home who weren't at ALA last year, one of the things that happened was somebody brought out a bunch of DJ equipment. They brought two speakers. They brought a set of turntables. They were spinning just loud ass tracks in the lobby of the fucking hotel. Yeah. And it was filled with maybe 200 people. Something like that. Maybe a little less. Yeah. Between maybe 150 and 200. Definitely at least like 500 people have come and gone through this party over the hours. Yeah. 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 And people were just drunk sloppy in this fucking lobby. Just dancing to fucking tunes, bruv. Waxa tunes, bruv. (laughs) No, it was fucking madness, too. Like, when I went there, I got there, like, at the beginning of it. And people were, you know, just, they brought drinks in, like, cups. And were drinking, like, goddamn humans. Then people started bringing out apparatuses. Apparati? Is it apparati? I don't know. Uh, my English isn't that good. I don't actually know what the uh, <laughs> plural of that one is. Someone tweet at us. <laughs> <laughs> what what really caused them to crack down was people were just pulling out handles and just drinking straight from it, like out in the lobby, taking it to the neck. Oh god! Hell yeah! And that was that was basically what I heard the problem was was that people had full fucking bottles and were just going at it and I know there was a good portion of these people were underage 
and they don't have any way of really regulating that. But I think what they're going to do this time is it's going to be more of an official thing. So it's going to be, you know, got to be 21. No open fucking bottles. You can bring your own drink, but leave the handle a jack at home. <laughs> Just mix it and come down. God. <laughs> Go back to your fucking room. It's a hotel. That's fucking lit. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see in about two days. I'm going to bring my own tunes and see if somebody will let me get on the fucking ones and twos. Oh, man. The wheels of steel. We'll live broadcast Denzel spinning for you. I'm gonna oh I'm gonna go FPS mode again this year. Oh man, yeah, that was good. Oh so last year what I did was I got on Periscope and I was just walking around doing dumb shit and had people watching. So if you hear this and on Friday slash Saturday night you wanna watch some crazy shit go down, maybe Saturday morning, depending on what time I get up. Uh it's going to be lit, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to walk around with Periscope on, FPS mode, and we're just going to check out the convention and shit. Good shit. If you really want to check it out, uh, I'll see if I can find some links. But there's a bunch of YouTube videos of people doing basically that. There were some dudes walking around with GoPros and stuff filming what happened last year. Some of them stayed later. Some of them dipped. I want to see if I can find the most lit one there. And I'll get a link in there for you guys. Lit. Fucking lit. God, that shit was madness. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a good time. So if if we can find any of these videos, you'll understand why we go to anime conventions. <laughs> it's, and it's not the anime. <laughs> not at all. I can assure you of that. If you needed a guarantee of anything, it's not the anime. <laughs> at all. It would never be the anime. Anime's not good enough for me. Damn. Some of it is. But Some of it is. I mean, everything every, we recommended. Everything we recommended is fucking A+. Plus. Easy. It's fucking good stuff, man. I think we're going to call it here. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 413-SAVAGE1. Rawr. And if you want to shoot us an email, send it to us at askrnh at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at xrealnerdhours or... I'm at that Denzel and Chet is at Bushido Brown SD and you can reach us on Twitter haul at your boys or whatever uh, it's been a pleasure as always and I'm trying to fix the audio I'm not Sean 